This time, it's Personal, a music review podcast about sharing songs and telling stories. I'm Jamie. And I'm Galen. Let's listen to some music. The artist I am talking about today, I don't even know when I discovered her music. Uh, the artist is Raven Linnae. She is a, an R&B artist from Chicago. She uh, is like kind of deeply embedded in the Chicago music scene. There's a bunch of like underground Chicago artists that are coming out in like hip hop and R&B now, like Saba and SZA, No Name. There's a bunch of these folks who are kind of pioneering this very different sound that's very like specifically new age hip hop R&B Chicago. Uh, And I like all of them generally as a rule. Um, But I feel like her stuff is really interesting. And I think a really interesting thing um, about her, she's super duper, ultra super duper young. She's 19 now. And the stuff that we're going to listen to uh, was from her first album, which came out, or her first EP that came out in 2015, which meant that she was 16 when this album was put out, which means when when she was making it, she was like 15. That's crazy. Which is super wild. Um, And the first, uh, these are, both songs are from her first EP, which is called Moon Shoes, which is why I'm wearing Gore-Tex Converse, <laughs> all white Gore-Tex Converse, if you want to, for the listeners, if you want to Google that. Yeah, I can tell you they're amazing. So I think we should just jump into the first track and listen to it. So the first track uh, is Venezuela Trains. amazing i uh i felt a lot of stuff from listening to that Uh, the beginning of songs can sometimes throw me off or pull me in the intro for that song definitely pulled me in Mm -hmm. because it was sort of gritty and like uh granular a little bit lo-fi and they had not just samples in it like uh Mm -hmm. some talking kind of talking samples but they also had ambience yeah you know like it so it put me in a space uh, and I think that sometimes I feel a little bit more isolated when I'm listening to music or it's like mm, not sterilized, but I'm supposed to be in my own head versus that. Let mm. me be on a subway or in a near a train or something. There's like right. some kind of I actually recognize that sample. That is a shuttle to the airport because it's a like you're on the plane train. And I noted that when I was in New York the last time because <laughs> I thought it was so funny. The phrase plane train but it has that like very soft vocal of like welcome to the plane train yeah and i so (laughs) yeah i guess that's it it sets this tone for like where you are which is so specific which you can't really like you can't create that anyway else really like it's it's such a specific place which i think is so cool i just got back from london and i spend a lot of time riding around on subways over there and uh it made me feel like I was in a place like that again, like it was right. set up and it, it gave me not just a visual, but it, uh, like a, gave me a feeling of being around a lot of people, maybe a little bit busy, a little bit hurried, but taking like sort of a break. Getting pulled into like an ambient space for me is um, kind of like maybe if an artist was looking at like a blank piece of paper, especially to throw it at the beginning of a, uh, a song. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I'm ready for like who the heck knows what's next. There's right. not, it's not like it's forcing me to, into something. It's actually more of more of a clear place to start for me than just right on the beat. Anyways, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. Uh, and then they had these fried, like bit fried, yeah. bit crushed, diminished sounds at the top too. And uh, that really works for me as well. And I think that why that works so well for me is because it pulls you in, right? Like, so if you're thinking about something that's loud and present, whatever is loud, like if a song in general is pretty loud or a sound effect or a part of a song is really loud, um, you kind of sometimes need to sit back or maybe turn it down. But when things are like bit crushed like that and you're not getting all the information, it's kind of grainy. It makes me want to lean in mm-hmm. and get a little bit more. Right. Uh, and because that's at the beginning, I'm already perked up and wanting to listen deeper. So by the time that the, the beat drops, basically, I'm fully primed to hear it. Yeah, I think that like... It was really interesting listening to this song for the first time because listening to it again, it was I was actually reminded of kind of how I first heard it, which was I I, I don't know if I was listening to a lot of like lo-fi hip hop at the time or just whether it evoked that right at the beginning for me, but I remember listening to it and hearing like the first kind of fade in with you know the sample and like the chords coming in and I'm like okay okay and then this like super wonky beat comes in and you're like what's happening here like something's happening and so much of that feels like a lo-fi track that's like a little more aggressive and a little crunchier and it like it's got some some punch to it but then when the vocals come in and it's so like her vocals are so just like soft and beautiful they like provide such an interesting contrast I think that my expectation especially if you are somebody who pays attention to the internet and listens to a lot of music these days, you hear a lot of lo-fi hip-hop where the track is really nice production and, like, well-considered weird crunchiness, but it persists through the entire track, and there's not a lot of changing your expectations. Like, if you hear a lo-fi track on a, you know, 24-7 lo-fi hip-hop radio thing, you're gonna kind of get what what it is once you've heard the first loop. And I feel like what this set me up for was like, oh, this is going to be a really good one of those. Mm -hmm. And then immediately that moment of like pulling it back to her vocals and like the clean production, I feel like it's almost tricks you into like really liking the song already. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like pulled into this completely different, way more lush, way more like vivid universe than just what the intro gives you. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, like, okay, I'm all, I'm along for the ride. Like you can't even, you can't bail at this point because you've already been like sold on the beginning. Yeah, that's great. So like um, to me that makes me feel like, wow, this surprised me because yeah. I was assuming something else. And because I got a little surprise, I'm interested in being surprised again. Yep. Do you feel the same sort of draw? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. I like that track quite a bit. It's, it was unpredictable and a little surprising, but also something I really like when there's production of this quality and the intricacy of the beats. Like, the, it, this yeah. is not just a basic beat. Totally. Like, it's complex. There's a lot going on. The rhythm is interesting. Um, it's a lot to digest. And sometimes when something's on that level, it can create fatigue. And the fatigue doesn't come from my ears. It comes from not having the mental space 
to actually process what's going on. Like right. not technically, not, not, not like how could I recreate this beat or this song, but more emotionally, like what's going on. And around like two minutes, there's this breakdown and two minutes is a sweet portion, right? Like you got the flavor in your mouth, you mm-hmm. got the flavor in your ears. We'll go with that and say like, it's like a palate cleanser when you get a break. Um, right. And it's like the two minutes, it, there's like this thing that washed over me and that was why am I feeling so good right now? It's because there's a breakdown mm-hmm. and the beat drops out and it gives me a chance to sort of think about what just went by, get excited about what's next and, and have like enough space to have clarity on like how I felt, not just, like I said, not just like, how, how are they making these beats? How, right. how is she pulling this off? How is she doing this so good? So young. It's like none, none of those were thoughts I had. It's like, ah, wow, I feel good. I'm right. enjoying this. And I think that that's underutilized. And if it is utilized, it comes across generic sometimes. And sure. I don't think it was generic where she picked to drop it out. Right. Uh, and it felt like a welcome respite. And by the time it was over, I couldn't wait for it to get back into it. Right. Ver- versus just, okay, this is another another couple bars of this same thing. It was like, no, I was so excited for it to pick back up because I had had a chance to stop and think how I feel kind of like when you're driving on the freeway and you stop at one of those rest stops with the free coffee and cookies. <laughs> it's like, I'm having such a good drive, but you get tired. You need to pee and you stop there and then you get hit the road again. I feel like that sort of breakdown is a perfect Washington state highway rest stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The next track is also off of moon shoes. It is recess. Chasing, chasing all the things you never had Facing, facing all the fears you never cried You had the chance Sitting next to her with her fingers in her purse You can tell she does her work You may try to speak with someone was eyeing her first You sit back and try to I definitely want to hear your thoughts, but the the reason I picked that track was because I I heard Venezuela Trains first um, and then listened through the whole album, and Recess was one of the tracks that didn't immediately hook me. It was one of those, like, amazing gems where it took, like, a few listens of the album to really hook me, but the more I listened through, the more that that track, like, really resonated with me, um, specifically because of, like, the lyrical content. So this is, like, a, a sleeper track that became the entire album for me i love that feeling when it it creeps up on you later that's great this seems like the track well just hearing it for the first time because i haven't listened to this whole record Mm. i've only listened to a couple of tracks off of it i could tell already for me that i feel a little different than the way you felt hearing it for the first time where it stood out to me versus some of the other tracks that i've heard from her and really caught my interest there's some similar elements from the first track that she used samples and some ambient stuff. And I can talk about that more uh, in a little bit, but it caught me because of the way that the beats were laid out. Like mm. it gave a little pause and then that sort of um, break beat, like boom, 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 yeah. uh, came in. And instantly I was like, if I was here by myself, I would have start the song over again right then before I even finished listening to right. it. Because when that beat drops, that feeling is what I crave. Like a track like this, that's what would make it probably take me close to an hour to actually listen to it all the way through once from beginning to end. Because yeah. when that feeling comes in, it absolute, it's absolute like magnetic for me. 
So that really pulled me in. And then coupled with the fact that the track's like, what, like three minutes long? Mm -hmm. It's that sweet length of complete bingeability for yep. me. Uh, I didn't listen to the words at all uh, on first listen. I, hmm. That's not unusual for sure. me. Um, it's not also a, a rule or anything. Like sometimes right. the words do catch me before the music. But that's not to say that the... Um, the pairing of her voice with the music wasn't equal, mm -hmm. but I had no brain space to listen to the, right. what she was saying on that first listen because I was completely overwhelmed. Right. I feel like that's why it didn't hook me initially, because uh -huh. I feel like the, the piece of it that I resonate with the most is the lyrical content, but the the production and, and the vocal pairing felt so good that I was just like listening through it. And I'm like, this is obviously great. Like, I love this whole album, but... That's it didn't stand out to me in the same way that it did after many listens, because I think after many listens is when I started to really absorb like the lyrical content and the feeling that was being brought across with that. Yeah, I like the little breaks between uh, the bass hits. It was similar in um, the first track you played. She she gave little pauses, little like um, not as I wouldn't say on this one. It was much as much of a rest stop as like a park bench where like it was just it felt like to me like I could sit down just for a sec. And then keep going. That's the sort of visual I had listening to it was like a little break and it's like, boom, keep going. Like I'm on my way somewhere. I would listen to this song where I'm trying to wake up or feel excited or motivated or um, if I'm headed somewhere that I was nervous about. This sort mm -hmm. of song, like mm -hmm. there's some air of confidence to this. And like I use I use music like that, I like medicine all the time. Like, sure. oh, I'm scared or I'm nervous about going to do this or I'm feeling a little down or whatever. You know, I dose myself with music and this would be um, used as an ailment for um, lack of confidence, I think. That's interesting. I, Especially in the lyrical content, it's very not confident, which I think is interesting because the choice of production is very confident, especially with the like breakbeat kind of hat pattern that f it has just has so much momentum and like drives the song throughout her music. It seems like she tends to use beats and like rhythmic stuff that is kind of subversive. Like it's taken from other genres of music. Like I immediately called it out as like a breakbeat or drum and bass style, like hat pattern that was very kind of aggressive, but repurposed for this like very soulful R&B really kind of personal stuff which I thought I think is really cool because it's a way to add momentum to a track that like lyrically content wise is not really about that confidence and momentum but Whoa. is very like personal and about feeling very kind of like dejected yeah and so it's it's interesting um I'm sort of like dancing around my resonance with the lyrical content um because I think that that'll be a whole discussion because I want to hear the rest of your feedback sure that's that's really interesting. I, I can't wait to uh, listen to it and like hear the words that it's kind of makes me think that it, it might have been on purpose. Right. Create a safe place to experiment with something so vulnerable. Right. Um, you know, like maybe like wearing a hoodie or like a big coat when you, mm -hmm. you know, when you don't really want to. It, right. That's it, a great metaphor. Yeah. It's really safe to put a hoodie up and then take risks or feel bad. But I think that wrapping yourself in a beat like that may be a way that made it safer for her to experiment with more intimate lyrics or more mm -hmm. vulnerable lyrics. Like, yeah, like I said, I can't wait to go back and listen to it to feel that mix. Cause mm -hmm. like that's, um, 
I think that's cool. That duality is really, really cool. And that's the kind of thing that would make me drawn in more than just, this is fun, I listen to it sometimes, or I like the beat and it's fun to drive to. It's like, no, uh, that blend of sweet and sour or whatever, that's the stuff that gets me into it for a long time and makes me want more from the artist later down the road. Uh, my other feelings about it were, what's up with the river? I mean, like, I know there's like this trickling stream, like a babbling brook or something, which is universally calming. It's probably like preloaded on uh, like how to fall asleep. Like yeah. it gives you this trickling thing, but it had no elements to me of like new age time to for bed. Relax. I didn't I didn't feel like it was being used in that way. It did uh, make me feel calm. But with the beat going on, it took away from that thing where it was supposed to make me feel calm. It was just buried enough in the mix that I was like, is that water running a few times? And then by the time it's at the very end, it's just the water running by. Right. Did you feel like that was antithetical to the beat or was it like something that felt like a, an interesting dichotomy? I thought it fit. I thought it was interesting but not as like an instrument or another layer of the song. Like, let's say you're in a room with a lot of people talking uh, before somebody comes on stage to speak at a panel or, mm. or speak in some way to the crowd. And there's all this noise and all this stuff happening in the room. And then the minute the person comes on stage, the speaker comes up sta on stage and the whole crowd softens below a murmur. They stop talking. And all this left is the the seats creaking right. and the shoes squeaking on the ground and people's coats and bags rustling. Like it it leads you to believe like, wow, I'm really in a room with all these people. And it it like shines light on um, what's really going on around you that you didn't notice because the cacophony of everything else happening. It felt like that to me. It's the mind of a Foley artist right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And then another thing that I thought was interesting is there's some stuff in there that you don't really hear a lot in like mixes where there's vocal pieces, but it's vocal pieces of her going like, which is like really, I heard that in one spot and I was like, Whoa, right. In hip hop, there's like the ad lib, which is like a guy going like, bra or whatever. But it's like, you know, it's not used as a punctuation. It was like another layer in the beat. And it felt almost akin to the, like the water or the sort of like car going by sound that it was almost like a Foley element. Like it gave you a sense of the place, but then it's this like interesting sort of vocal thing from her. And it was just an interesting blend because it, it stood out in the mix as something that was unique. And I haven't heard in a lot of other songs, but also specifically in this song, it's like used in a lot of places to really interesting effect. Yeah, no, I felt that. And it was used sparingly enough that it didn't seem like some preloaded sample or um, something intentional to whack you over the head and be like, notice this sound. Right. Like, it was subtle, and uh, it was another element that sort of drew me into it uh, to listen a little deeper and also freaked me out a little bit. Cause <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Like, is somebody just going, Doo -doo 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 -doo? <laughs> like, right. what is that sound? Uh, and... I, yeah, I can't wait to listen to that song again, really. I think any time a song can ground you in reality and personality mm -hmm. um, without necessarily using an instrument that we, we're used to hearing instruments and like, okay, this chord makes you happy, this chord makes you feel sad. Sure. That sort of stuff. I think that specifically is an element of it. In real time, when I heard that, I had this vision in my mind of 
when this was being recorded, everything's going great, song's awesome, and then she was just like, there's a mic on, and she was just like, and that's going in, and it's real, it's human connection, it's like, almost like your signature, you know, not like a signature sound, or this is who you are, but it's like autograph, or you left a fingerprint behind, maybe a fingerprint's better, like not, not a full clean print, like that maybe like some CSI people would love to find <laughs> on something, but like a partial print. Right. You know, like right. it's a partial print of like maybe what you're about. And I think those little moments, they can't help but connect me to the artist more. Yeah, totally. Okay, you ready to dive into the lyrical content? I'm making it yeah. sound way more no. crazy than it Hit is. Hit me. So the lyrics are really interesting. Uh, and I think that the thing that I, I really like about it, the lyrics are basically as far as I can tell about her kind of having like an unrequited love towards this other girl that she's like in class with or, or close with. Um, and there's a lot of lines just about like this other girl, not paying attention to her. And there's a line specifically about like her giving her a crunch bar, even though that was like her only, like the only snack in her lunch that she's giving to this girl. And then this girl just gives it away to her friends and like clearly doesn't care. And I think I, the reason I resonate with these lyrics a lot is that it gives this really vivid picture of just feeling really intense feelings for somebody and not really knowing how they feel back. And I think that, uh, like, for me, in when I was in high school, I had, like, a super intense relationship that was, like, really probably unhealthy and shaped who I am to this day. But I think that <laughs> what's interesting about it is I, I definitely resonate with the feeling of just, like, feeling super intense about a person and caring a lot about how they feel about you and then just getting, like, the feeling back that they could they they don't even know you exist like they don't even care that you are a real person especially at the age like the context of her being young at the age of like 15 16 is super makes a huge impression because it's like one of the first times you feel super strongly about somebody in a way that's not the childlike way which is just like i like you let's be friends but like right. I, this is you feel complicated. You're like, I don't know like how to handle this and I don't know what to do. And like, I don't like, I feel really strongly, but I, like, is this love or is this like, I just like this person. Like it's, it's when you second guess yourself a lot. And I feel like the lyrics of this song are really much, are very much about like being in that headspace and not really knowing like what, what to do or like how they feel. And I think the interesting part, especially with the production is I feel like the, really frenetic production almost ends up sort of giving you this like a little bit of the anxiety of that feeling and then the water and kind of gurgling brook underneath is almost the like resignation of looking back at that feeling and not really like knowing why you felt that way which is something that I certainly feel a lot now looking back at my high school relationship and going like I don't know how I could have felt this strongly about this situation because it's not that crazy but like at the time it felt like life or death yeah. The lyrics hit me in that way after a couple of listens because I, I just remember sitting on the bus and definitely I was not listening to music like this. I was listening to like Seether or something garbage in my headphones, but like not to dunk on anyone who likes Seether, but <laughs> Seether is bad. Um, but uh, I was listening. I just remember like sitting on the bus and, and kind of sitting in these feelings and just listening to music and and having a very similar feeling to the way that this song makes me feel now looking back at like that time 
where everything felt complicated and mysterious and like it was so important but i had no tools to understand why i felt that way or like what was important about that time yeah that's fan i mean that's fantastic and also sad and also i can i completely understand what you're talking about like that makes me feel um reminiscent guilty mm -hmm. a little bit um because i feel like i was i've been on the other side of that where mm -hmm. um somebody was feeling more towards me and not that i wasn't noticing on purpose or not caring on purpose but i feel like i've um i've been on both sides but the thing that makes me feel guilty is that i feel like i've been the one who somebody had this insane uh devotion or love or caring or even just giving me their last nestle crunch bar or whatever and maybe like oh that's cool here you go i don't really want this like passing it off or whatever without noticing the depth um of the feeling coming at me without noticing like how much I affect somebody else's world. And in turn, it's happened to me exactly like you described it as well. Um, I don't know. Those are some, those are some deep vaulted feelings. And uh, I'm going to say it again. I can't wait to listen to that song again um, to dive more into that. Um, yeah. And I like, I like what you said about how, uh, the, how you tied it into the water and how that affected the whole thing. The water that was playing in the track acted as a, a shell um, for that or like it was sort of a encapsulating it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, those are crazy times of life. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, that made me emotional listening to what you, what you just said. Yeah. I want to talk about some music that makes me feel something and um, – something deep exactly what we were just talking about like uh something that connects you to a different time and that's why i picked the artist i'm gonna play um i picked this group because a few weeks ago i went to a birthday party and i was hanging out and i didn't know um i didn't know all the people i only knew my friend and it was his girlfriend's birthday party and there was seven or eight people that showed up and it was for a a dinner where everybody met up and we were supposed to dress nice and uh, we were going out to a play and it's cool like I like people I like going out and I have no issues meeting strangers I do like that but I wore all black like mm. which is not something that I uh, generally do and I showed up and everyone was wearing all black and it was totally interesting like I felt welcomed just because of my outfit choice like part of this group like part of a scene almost and when you're seven or eight people deep rolling into a restaurant that's enough people to make an impact you know and everyone is well dressed in all black and it had this inherent gothic vibe to it that was like so familiar and welcoming I've never I would never say I was like explored being fully goth in my life but I have always appreciated when I feel included or um, uh, welcomed. As much as I like being super different, I love that feeling of inclusion, uh, especially in a group of strangers, not just for how it makes me feel, but I like to think what other people seeing the group think and feel outside of it. Like, what's up with them? Like, why are they all wearing all black? What's going on over here? And it reminded me of 10th grade. I was hanging out with uh, some friends and my friend Justin gave me a mixtape that had the cure on it. Mm. And I listened to it 
and I liked it. I had no idea what they were all about, and I started looking into it a little bit. So I listened to the mixtape. It was a variety of Cure tracks. I came back to school after the weekend, and I started talking to some people, and they're like, yeah, I don't know who the Cure is, you know, just random people in class. And then there was a group of kids at school that seemed a bit more gothic. They dressed in all black. Like, they sort of hung out. They didn't go out to lunch. They weren't interested in all the hype. They seemed like on a little island, uh, and they were talking about art and theater and carrying around acoustic guitars with them and stuff like that. And so I went and sat near them at lunch and I was like, Hey, I listened to this cure tape. And they're like, Oh my gosh, you like the cure? Like, yeah, sit down. Let's talk. Let's do this. And just that was like a key to this gateway. I felt so included, um, in a group because of this music that I actually liked and had like a common thing to talk to them about. Um, and I felt that, again this last week at this birthday party and we hung out and had dinner and then as soon as i got in my car i turned the cure on <laughs> like as soon as i did it's the first thing i thought about and um i drove home and i felt like wow like i'm part i was part of that tonight i want to play a song from 1977 uh from the cure it was originally off a studio demo the track's called i'm cold Nice, nice. This is exciting because um, I had my best friend in high school was super into The Cure. And I listened to The Cure through him a fair amount, but like not as extensively as I could have, which is interesting because I feel like the music I was listening to at the time was similar and very kind of like raw and unfiltered in the way that like I was like, I need the I need weird like terrible thrash metal to express how I feel. Like it was just like that kind of relationship (laughs) with music at the time. And so it was definitely interesting to, that you picked the cure because like I, I have very strong feelings about the cure without actually knowing much of their music. Um, but the thing that I was immediately struck by just right up front was like the riff that, that goes like the, so that easily could have been, like a classic punk riff um, where you would just do like and just repeat the same phrase over and over and over and over and over right, right. into infinity and just have your splashy drums and whatever. And I think the thing that really immediately struck me in sort of similar to the like surprise moment of that first, first Raven Linnae track is like, I was expecting it to go that direction and be like, okay, it's like a punk track. I, I get where this goes and immediately it goes somewhere way more technical and interesting with the, the riff there where it has a full, it keeps going down and then it goes on this whole kind of journey. Um, and I think it's really interesting because it, it carries itself like uh, three dudes in a garage banging on drums and playing whatever. Totally. But it doesn't, it doesn't musically work that way. It's not like three dudes and one dude learning guitar and he's just sort of can play the same four notes over and over like there's actually some really interesting melodic complexity in that line 
so immediately I went from that, from that, like, I know what this thing is to, oh, I don't know what this thing is. And I actually really like where it's going. That was an, a moment I wasn't expecting. Cool. Another surprise moment. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like that um, his lead line dances through the whole thing. And no matter how many times I've listened to it, I just want to keep following it like like a trail of breadcrumbs that just keeps right. taking me further and further into the forest or something. Like from the first time I heard it till just now when I listened to it, it's like I keep wanting more Like because it's not predictable, like you said. And it's one of those songs, I know we talked a little bit earlier about lyrics versus music. Uh, the, I think this is a song that the lyrics came to me sooner mm. than a lot of other tracks when I really did start connecting with the lyrics. I try to be a nice guy. I've always wanted to be a people pleaser. And there's like lyrics in there like, uh, you're begging me to stay, but I'm laughing in your face. Like that sounds pretty harsh. And like even saying it now and singing along to it made me feel like I would never say anything like that to anybody, like, cause that would really hurt somebody's feelings or, but on my own time, the therapeutic nature of singing that out loud over and over again, when feeling bad, mm -hmm. um, did help me work through things and did help me get out some of that aggression when I didn't want to ever do that to anybody in real life. Uh, right. I think that's a, a major part of that. Yeah. I I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, totally. I think, uh, to go back to the lyrical stuff, I think that it's really interesting cause that was one of the things I was going to ask about just because listening to it for the first time, it doesn't feel it's, it's hard to pick up on the, the lyrical content, but I think that the value of music like this, that, that feels a little bit grossly celebratory of feeling like a shitty person is kind of great, especially at that time where it's like, there are other people who feel like this and not only do they feel like this, but you can, you can live in it and sit in it in a way that is comfortable, right? Like yeah. you're, it's, it's in a musical presentation that feels good to listen to. And it's, I mean, I guess maybe I'm just drawing connections to the last Raven Lynn a track we listened to also. I think, I think that's cool though. Right. But I think that that's sort of cool. Yeah. And, and interesting that, that like music gives you a way to sit in those feelings that's safe and you're not hurting anybody and you can, you can, work through those ideas in a way that feels comfortable because it's in this shell of something that's just nice to kind of bop to. That's another thing that I kind of noticed is just like advantage of it being kind of almost a riff on like the three chord punk. You can bop to that forever. Like it's just got that driving yeah. beat and there's, you, you've got the melodic driver that keeps you there with the whatever three chords they've chosen. But I think what really works about the complexity that, that, they've added to that is you get those same kind of elements of just like the driving nature of it, but you're consistently hearing things that are interesting and surprising, especially in the way that like in the breakdown, I felt like it was a nice break, but for me, it was almost a moment to go like, Oh, I can really listen to the guitar now. I can really listen to like what he's oh, doing cool. and like have a moment to actually appreciate not only the whole production and the whole kind of thing, but just like this specific element. that's really intriguing to me. So I want to play A Strange Day uh, off the pornography record that came out in 1982 uh, by The Cure.
There we go. What'd you think about that, Galen? I'm staring in blank amazement. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw how frantically I was taking notes. I did. That took me on a journey, my man. Excellent. Good lord. That's. I mean, that's. I really. I'm really happy to hear that. I was kind of nervous, almost. I didn't know why. Like, I was a little nervous to play these for you because <sighs> it's the cure. Like, you know, it's not cutting edge, brand new. But okay, please no, go. I'm no, so no, happy. No. That's yeah. I mean, that really. There's. There's. I feel like immediately I was struck by. Just like you're right, the evolution is interesting. Like going from something that feels like, you know, three dudes in a garage banging on a drum kit and playing a guitar and shouting at their friends and like having fun to like something that feels way bigger. Like it's way more kind of, uh, I would say orchestral. Like the word that comes to mind is orchestral, even though there's not really orchestral elements, but sure, it sure. feels that way. It feels grand, it feels oversized in a very different way from, you know, three dudes banging on their drums in their parents basement kind of thing yeah um so i think that that's really interesting like that the that's the direction that they uh started to evolve in from something that felt uh, a lot more kind of homebrew and this feels less personal almost but like not in a way where it's escaping being from somebody's brain or being very personal from somebody, but just like the, the, the way it's produced feels bigger than a person versus like the first track you played feels a lot more like I can just individually identify the people who are playing the track. Yeah. Like that's like five or six years. Right. So that keyed me into this sort of thing. That's really interesting. And I, I could go through most of my notes are just sort of chronicling like this, this weird journey that I just went on. Please. Um, but it felt like the vocals were very small compared to the production. Like it felt like the production created this world. Maybe it's just, I'm like lightly have synesthesia or something, but like, it feels like the production created this big, massive, open, sprawling, vivid, weird world. And that the vocals were just this one little character in this world. Um, and I think it's because the vocals are very dry, like both in the delivery, but also in the, in just the production, there's like most of the guitars have this, you know, echo and reverb and everything kind of making them feel bigger than, and larger than life. And his vocals are very kind of dry and cut through the mix in a way that's interesting. And so it felt like he almost became the protagonist of this story in this world, going through this kind of journey. And I was just noticing little things along the way, like uh, the guitar that comes in in a couple moments. I think it comes in in the solo and it comes in a little bit earlier is also treated in the same way as his vocals, which to me very much tie those together as like part of the same character. Yeah. Um, and so it sort of feels like at the moment where his vocals drop out and there's just this guitar solo, it still feels like his character is persisting through this thing. A thing that was really interesting is halfway through the track, there's a part where the vocals are very dry all the way through, and then uh, the all of a sudden you get these little echoes uh, in the track where like suddenly his vocals start kind of becoming part of the mix throughout. It starts blending in a little bit more. And so there's this moment, this really immediately evoked this picture where it's like there's this big sort of, I'm almost imagining if you've seen 
the old version of it was like the maybe 80s version the animated version of the hobbit where it's this like sort of unsettling cartoon style i'm imagining this world that's in this like sort of unsettling uh hieronymus bosch like cartoon demonic thing and this this character at a certain moment it's like the vocals are starting to get pulled into this world into this production and then he kind of surfaces above it and there's this moment where the vocals are kind of main stage and the production kind of takes a back seat and it's him and his guitar just to, for a little bit and it's kind of he's come out of this it almost what I was picturing is like he's coming through these like dark clouds and all of a sudden he's like above the whole thing for a minute and looking down at it and it's you get a sense of the whole production but a lot of the wide echoey elements and a lot of the kind of like grandeur of it kind of gets minimized and his vocals and guitar are in the focus and then all of a sudden right after that I was like writing a note where I'm like all right and like the hero wins like this is like there, there, there's a story that's been told and there's a conclusion and almost immediately after that his vocals are like way more in the mix of the production and like immediately sucked back in to this world that's like very all-encompassing um and like the the guitar because his guitar sound becomes a lot more kind of echoey and blended with the rest of the production and his vocals start to get more blended with the production and by the end of the track he's completely basically absorbed by the production which is like for me this really wild narrative that kind of comes out of it where there's a character who's kind of like fighting against this oppressive world and manages to have a moment of kind of clarity and then just gets sucked right back into it which i being unfamiliar with the cure it feels kind of in line with like the deeper more um depressive feeling themes with it and and again like on a first listen i don't i'm not picking up on the lyrical content as much but it definitely to me evokes that story in a musical journey throughout the track um and i don't know it's just it so rarely do I listen to a track on the first listen and get something like that immediately out of it. But it was such a delightful kind of like, I just, I I see all the pieces. I see where all the elements go and now I can kind of construct a world from it. It probably is because I'm like a very visual person, but I feel like that's where I go with, with music oftentimes. And this immediately had like a narrative that I could track without knowing any of the lyrical content. That few seconds, few minutes of uh clarity when the mix is like evolved and his he's more present over over everything um listening to the song a bunch made me realize like that's how i feel a lot in life it's like and i listen to the song when i need to feel that like it's okay if you're all kind of washed out and blurred with other things going on around you and and, because that moment will come where you do rise your head above the clouds a little bit and you do get to see around a little bit uh, and you feel like everything's working in harmony. And then, you know, inevitably you'll be pulled back in a little bit. Right. Uh, and I felt that journey listening to the song, but not with the visual uh, aspect that you mentioned. And they start doing like some reverse vocals, like like 
you know, like mm-hmm. on some of his lyrics and layering that in. And it's right. literally a sucking in sound, you know, based off of his lyrics. But you can hear him washing out with those reverbs and the vocal doubling that starts to become an yeah. element in the background that's almost like an ambience. It's not just like a traditional vocal doubling where it's like, oh, cool, they doubled the vocals. It's like, right. no, it's creating an atmospheric bed behind that's almost spiritual or mm-hmm. ghost-like mm-hmm. or magic, if you will. Um, and I it's amazing first listen ever that you're picking up on those sorts of feelings and visuals off these little cues that I'm like, Oh, that was a really cool technique to sort of like tweak the vocals or draw you in more. Um, and it, it flung you straight into like, <laughs> like the emotional side of that and not the technical side of that. I, I love that. Yeah. Um, that you felt like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, the end of the track felt very sort of defeated. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of music that's afraid to leave you with a kind of sour taste. Yeah. And I think that that's sort of nice about this type of music that makes you dive into those feelings a little bit more is it's kind of okay to leave you with something that feels a little bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I even think a lot of the music I've listened to that is in this vein is is afraid to do that. Like it, it, it leaves on a kind of like hard, exciting note but it's a little kind of apathetic note. It doesn't have that emotional resonance. And I felt like this track throughout the entirety of it had that emotional resonance and told a story that left me with a feeling right at the end that was a turn in the in this kind of narrative I was weaving in my head ab- about it. But like, I felt like that was more powerful than it, if it had kind of just left on the like, and everything will be okay kind of right, note. Right, right. I mean, I completely feel what you're saying on that. The first thing that comes to mind when you said that was when you go have a really nice meal, really delicious food, and then uh, you're offered dessert. Mm. Oftentimes, even if I think dessert sounds nice, I say no because I don't want to ruin the taste in my mouth. I want it to last as long as possible. I want it to linger is what I'm getting at. And like, I think it's a shame sometimes when they – kick you back out and they're like turn on the lights it's like okay but don't worry everything's back to normal because there's a certain power in wallowing it at all there's a certain power in diving deeper and exploring more like what if you listen to that song and it it ended happy that's that but you listen to that song and it it leaves the door kind of ajar right Mm -hmm. and you can be like wait what what else is going on Overall, the Cure has definitely gifted me that over all the all their records. Like, uh, there's lots of opportunities like that when listening to the Cure to uh, to go deeper. They're not telling you to stop. They're not telling you the ride's over. It's just like it's still going a little bit. Like, but now you're unsupervised. So I think right. I think that's amazing. There's a few parts of it that make me feel like it's gonna be okay too. Like I'm not. It's not so dark and scary that I'm gonna lose myself forever and i get a lot of that from the baseline in that uh in that track it's not some bouncy happy baseline but there's something about its consistency and its roundness that make me feel like like something's holding my hand or there's i've got some kind of talisman of safety or like there's something that carries me through the whole thing that's um a little more familiar and welcoming than the rest of it Thanks for listening to This Time It's Personal. Our intro and outro music was made by Diogenes and myself. Links to all the tracks used in the episode will be in the show notes. Be excellent to each other. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Goodbye.